welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachekai. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. And I both recognize that a lot of our clients, especially female clients who come in, tend to be really empathetic people. They are caregivers. A lot of their identity is wrapped up in making sure other people feel good, that they're taken care of. Um, they tend to absorb the emotions or experiences of others. And while that's a really great thing, sometimes that spills over into the boundaries that they need to create for themselves to reach their health goals. And so on today's episode, I brought this topic up as an idea to Megan and and Megan, you were on board, and it's empathetic eaters. And it was actually inspired by a client that I had come in and she she listens to the podcast, so she might recognize who she is. And I thought she had the most beautiful story and real self-awareness about this empathetic eating habit is what she called it. And I was like, we need to talk about this on a podcast because if she's experiencing this, there's no way anybody else is. So Megan, I'm gonna gonna tell Megan the story for the first time, kind of just uh, summarizing what my client said and then we'll have a conversation about it. So anyone listening who can identify with the client's story or something like that, maybe you can get some tidbits on how to manage it. But she told me she's had these close friends in her life that she works with and they are like, tight. They always are talking at the office like they are. It sounds like her friends are what makes her job really fun and her relationships are really, really important to her. And at home, her husband's not, you know, uh, giving her trouble on how or what she eats. But she has a little bit of trouble with self-regulating when she is with her friends. And so she told me the story of when her friends come to her with stress or problems or they're telling her like, oh, I feel really emotionable about something then together they'll go and eat a bunch of food, they'll uh, go out to Mexican and eat a bunch of chips and margaritas, and her friend might say, her friend told her in this situation, like, I'm not gonna worry about what I'm eating, like, just so you know, I'm gonna get all of this food, and her initial reaction was to be like, okay, me too, I like wanna be there for you. She didn't wanna make her friend feel worse by not partaking in the emotional eating episode because she was experiencing, she was so empathetic that she was absorbing the emotions of her friend and didn't want to make her friend feel ostracized by being mindful about what she was ordering or not doing the margarita or slowing down or choosing the healthier option at the Mexican restaurant, even though what she wanted was to just eat her normal meals and not overeat and not overdo it. And she said she found herself doing this a lot in little situations, candy at the office or going out to lunch, um, maybe a little bit at home, sometimes by herself if she was watching the news or something where she would uh, be empathizing with a situation going on in current events. And so I thought that was really great self-awareness because now she can recognize it and work towards a solution. 
Is so, this ring a bell? Yeah, I think this goes both ways. So it goes for happy events, and it also mm. goes for sad or negative situations as well. So I think we can all kind of identify with the friend that just had a bad breakup, and mm-hmm. you guys go out for ice cream or to get cookies or brownies or something to kind of drown the sorrows in or go out yeah. for drinks, whatever. We can all identify with that. But there's also the empathy of it's your birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like I'll participate in your birthday because nobody wants to eat birthday cake by themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know how many people would identify with empathy mm. as the reason why, mm-hmm. just as wanting to join into whatever the emotion that everybody is feeling that then involves yeah. food. Yeah, and I think the empathy angle would be in an effort not to make the other person or people feel guilty or bad about whatever they're doing whether it's mm-hmm. from a negative I, I don't want to say like a negative emotion but mm-hmm. like a sad or you know emotional emotion or from a celebratory one mm-hmm. like if I was going out with my best friend I was like oh my god like heck yeah just you know hit my my earnings goal where I just you know had a really great day at work like let's celebrate and if she was like yeah I'm gonna eat something healthy at home like yeah that would kind of suck but I'd also <laughs> be like yeah. maybe I should do that too I don't know <laughs> I saw this, I think it was a clip, a preview on Netflix from a a comedian, and they said that your best friends are, like, your worst supporters when it comes to, They're the enablers. Health and wellness goals, because if you're, like, if you post online, like, all right, I've got a goal, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop going on Taco (laughs) Tuesday, it's like, your friends are the worst. All the people you don't know are commenting, like, good job, you can do it, let's go, and your friends are, like come on, let's go get a drink. <laughs> yeah, or they might even be the ones that are like, heck yeah, I support you, but then they, like, when they want to go get a drink or something, then they're the ones that forget about your goals. Yeah. They're the enablers, it's, yeah. So I'm interested to hear, you know, okay, so it was great that this client brought awareness mm-hmm. to this, but then what were, did she create, like, specific goals mm-hmm. surrounding it? Well, we talked about communication, and I think <laughs> boundaries is the number one thing when it comes to anything like this. Which is, you know, maybe you verbalize them to the person that you're talking to. Maybe it's an advance. So if there's a certain enabler in your life, and enabler sounds so negative. I'm just going to use that term as somebody that you find yourself consistently uh, skimping on your own goals with to partake mm-hmm. in certain eating decisions or behaviors. And not that it's their fault. That right. could be your fault. It's 100% <laughs> your fault. They're just, you know, maybe making it easier to make that decision. So it's one, communicating in advance. Like, hey, you know what? Like... I notice that you and I, we tend to go out to eat a lot and we tend to find every excuse to order the whole entree and the appetizer and the drink and the dessert. Like that's what you and I do and it's so fun, but I've been thinking about it lately and I just, I know that I need to stop that and I don't want you to feel bad if we ever go out and that's what you want to do and I just choose not to partake. It's important to me for XYZ reasons. So I just want you to, to know that, like it's nothing personal and you can phrase that in whatever kind of language feels natural to you and that person. So communicating up front and before the situation even comes really helps you stay accountable without feeling bad because it's not like you're in that moment of emotion where it would be a lot harder to tell a sad friend like, oh, and by the way, I'm, I'm watching what I'm eating. <laughs> like I would slap you so that to me. So be preventative communication mm-hmm. and boundaries. Mm-hmm. The second thing being, well, if you are in that situation, you haven't communicated it enough, is making sure that you don't lose sight of your own self. So maybe this doesn't mean like, oh, you're going to just eat whatever you want, but you know that, okay, I'm really trying to work through something. I do want to be here for my friend. What things can I make 
decision-wise for my own self in the situation that won't make her feel bad, but also won't push me over the edge. So if you are ordering chips and queso, maybe mentally being mindful about how many chips and queso you're eating. Or if you guys are getting entrees, okay, is there a healthier, leaner option that you want? If you guys get dessert, can you split it? And maybe just silently without saying it out loud, taking only a few bites or whatever little bit that fits with your goals. So you don't have to announce it or broadcast it in the moment, but you are just checking yourself with those personal boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think if it's something that's happening with your close friends or close coworkers, being a bit vulnerable with them Mm -hmm. and kind of letting them know why you have a specific goal that Mm -hmm. you're working towards Mm -hmm. really goes a long way with people because you know we were talking about well close friends kind of joking around like well i want to lose 20 pounds blah 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 but if you're willing to share a little bit more like you know i'm working on this goal because i'm really Mm self-conscious about the way that i'm feeling in my clothes right now Mm -hmm. and i really don't want to go buy new clothes because I love all the clothes that are in my closet and I just don't really feel good Mm. in them right now. So something that's kind of like on that vulnerable side of why you have these specific goals and then I think the friend is more likely to understand versus kind of reflect it back onto them to be like, oh, well, they're like looking at me like Mm -hmm. I'm making the wrong decision and they're better than me because they're making a better decision. It's not about them. It's about you. Oh, that's so cute. That that reminds me of the last episode that we just put out of the podcast, Vulnerability About Weight Loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you just make it about yourself and don't attack someone, a real genuine friend or acquaintance, coworker, family member isn't going to be like, oh, you shouldn't worry about how you look in clothes. And if they do say that, well, then you know it's just their own issues being projected on you. And you put that out there and you tried. You had that conversation. And if they're not willing to meet you halfway, then... Well, maybe you have to decide how often you want to eat with that person. Yeah. If you can, if you can yeah. control it. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you're not feeling comfortable or confident and you express that to a friend or a coworker or whoever, I think they'll be supportive in nine nine times oh, out yeah. of ten. And I find this to be so true. And we were kind of just talking about this before we started recording. When you share a goal with a friend, you will be surprised how often they deep down want to do something healthier for themselves. I think Mm -hmm. most people want to be healthier. And if they're not communicating it to the people closest to them, well, you might be, you know, maybe you have a friend and both of you guys secretly want to eat healthier or change the way you're doing things, but you're afraid the other one doesn't want to hear that and might be hurt. But if you just told them, maybe you'd find out you guys have similar goals and can actually hold each other accountable. Yeah, and isn't that the best way to connect when you have similar goals mm. and you can work towards them mm-hmm. together? So it's a way that you could be empathetic toward each towards each other that could be a positive thing. Yeah. So what about those celebratory issues? You know, like it's say it is somebody's birthday and then the next day it's um, um, a party at work and then the next day it's a promotion, and whatever it is. What if you have three or four of those things in a row? How would you recommend somebody approaches that if they're the kind of person to give in to happy eating? <laughs> yeah, I think they have to first ask themselves like, you know, we always go back to are you fueling, fueling your mm-hmm. body in the best way possible? So whatever that means for them, we kind of have that plan. So when they're going into a situation where cake is being served or donuts are there every day, they can really ask themselves, am I wanting this because mm. I'm craving sugar right now or I'm not fueling my body in the right way so I want to eat all of this food in front of me? Mm-hmm. Or am I making this decision because I just really want mm-hmm. a donut right mm-hmm. now? And I think in some cases it's totally fine mm-hmm. to 
do that. But if you have specific goals, especially if you're working with one of us, I know you have specific goals, and then you're eating donuts or cookies or cake four times a week and you're not Mm -hmm. seeing any results well then we have to ask ourselves what are you willing to give up to get the Mm -hmm. to the goal that you're trying to get to so Mm -hmm. that's a harsh reality check of you probably can't just celebrate every day of your life Mm -hmm. oh that's so hard for people who probably never struggled with food or weight or any of those Mm, things throughout their youth and then it hits them when they're 40 and they're like oh crap, like, wait, this isn't the same. I actually have to make some changes. I can't just, you know, exercise it off anymore. Oh, I have a great example of this. Oh, tell me. So when I was a dietitian at Florida Hospital, uh-huh. uh, one of the dietitians was pregnant. Okay. And another one of the dietitians, um, very tall, lean, like, never really had to worry about weight ever, had a six pack, you know. So the one dietitian gets pregnant and so she has all these cravings all the time. She's always going downstairs to get snacks, going to get chocolate milk, like, mm-hmm. hey, does anyone want to go over to Panera and get a cookie with <laughs> me? And so the other dietitian started doing this with uh-huh. her every day. And yeah. so they had this like afternoon <laughs> ritual where they would go get a chocolate milk and like some kind of sweet thing. Okay. And then the tall, <laughs> lean dietitian started gaining weight <laughs> along with the pregnant woman. Yep. And so she's like, oh, it's like an empathetic pregnancy. <laughs> it's because I'm like giving into all of your cravings and I'm gaining weight too (laughs) and so she kind of like recognized like oh like I used to be able to do whatever I want Mm -hmm. and I probably can't have a chocolate milk and a cookie every single day at work that is the harsh reality yeah that's never easy to tell people Mm -hmm. that it's just like well it is what it is Mm -hmm. you can't eat that way anymore and they know deep down because they're seeing what's happening they just Mm -hmm. need somebody else to kind of be like hey by the way (laughs) but then you know that's the angle that you and I always take too is like okay it can be depressing if you look at it through one lens of like crap I can't eat chocolate chips and chocolate chip cookie every single day but then it's also like well let's focus on what you like to do and what you like to eat that you should be doing more often at least put it through a positive lens of like hey well maybe you shouldn't be eating a chocolate chip cookie every day if these are your goals but what can you eat every single day that you like that is in alignment or what can you do or what can you change? Mm -hmm. So it just depends if you look at the glass half empty or full. I have some clients who are just like their personality is just pessimistic and it's kind of part of their charm. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit Mm -hmm. endearing how they are and they'll be like, it just sucks and it is what it is. I'm like, (laughs) okay. Okay, that's fine. Cool. We'll just leave it at that and move on. One of the things that I've done personally, so Will likes to have some kind of, yes, he likes to have some kind of snack like after dinner like as we're sitting down watching a show whatever Mm -hmm. like he'll usually go back to the pantry and grab the chips or make popcorn or something like that and popcorn's not my thing I don't really care about it if I never ate popcorn again I don't it wouldn't bother me Mm -hmm. but he would bring it out and I would end up eating Mm -hmm. a bunch of it because it's there Mm -hmm. or if he brought out the Cheeto, the baked Cheetos. He loves these Ew. baked Cheetos. That's what I thought at first, too. Ooh, but then I got pregnant and absolutely love them. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I would always just take some. I don't know why. I'm like, this is like eating styrofoam. Mm-hmm. He's always like, why are you eating it if you don't like it? I don't know why. Yeah. So the solution I came up to is like, what's something that I would enjoy that I can sit and eat with him? So I'm not eating these things I don't even really like. Mm. So I found these Outshine bars, they're oh, yeah. these frozen fruit bars, and they have ones that are coated with chocolate. So they have these like raspberry, 
ice, not an ice cream bar, like a fruit bar coated with chocolate that takes a while Mm -hmm. to eat. And so it might take me 10, 15 minutes to eat this bar while he's sitting there snacking on whatever he's snacking on. So I can have that and it's not going to break the bank in terms of Mm. anything nutritionally. Mm. And I enjoy it and it's something for me to sit there and eat. So I'm not eating a bunch of popcorn that I don't even really like. This reminded me of a Lil Wayne lyric, (laughs) rap lyric. What? (laughs) It is, real G's move in silence like lasagna. (laughs) And I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking when you were saying this, it's like, okay, let's say that someone listening to this is in that same situation, but just in a different environment. Maybe it's like at home or like with their friends and they're going out to eat. Like you don't have to announce the world of like, I'm eating this outshine bar. Because. because Right. Mm -hmm. You can just move in silence. Like a real G. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, if you're out with your friend and they're the kind of person who orders, like, the whole shebang or, like, they eat all the ice cream and all the stuff that, like, don't fit with what you should be eating, like, you don't have to announce it or, like, berate them and say, like, I can't eat that ice cream. It's just silently without making a big fuss, just pick something healthier or lighter or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that situation I said before. It's like, okay, if... You know, you're going out with your friend who's sad and she wants to pig out at Mexican. You don't have to even comment on it at all. But, like, just eat what is healthier on the menu for you. Mm-hmm. Get some chicken fajitas. Right? And don't <laughs> even say it out loud. Just order the chicken fajitas and move on. Yeah. And if they comment on it, then, you know, you can just politely say, I like, love chicken fajitas. Yeah. Just, I'm <laughs> craving it. Sounds good. Yeah, don't make up. Nobody likes that person that's like, it's so healthy. I just love all... You know, like, it's kind of annoying. You don't have to draw attention to the healthier decision just take pride in it in yourself yep and congratulate yourself and brag to us like we want to hear it yeah you can tell us (laughs) so i think everyone kind of experiences this empathetic eating on some Mm -hmm. level but if you're experiencing it on a level that you think is detrimental to reaching the goals that you have the strategies that we came up with is Boundaries, communicating boundaries. I would say the best thing to do is if you're non-confrontational, so do it before the situation gets out of hand um, or you're even in that situation. So think about in your head, either writing it down on a list or just kind of, I don't know, whatever. Think about the people that would put you in situations or you find yourself in situations where you would empathetic eat and just find little ways to lightly slide in before a situation, how you're trying to change what you're eating. Number two, something about lasagna. Yeah, just make your silent decisions. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> and just do your own thing. You don't have to announce it to the own, your whole universe. You don't have to put a Facebook status up that says, today I ordered this and I'm better than you. It's just do your thing, move on. And that's how you integrate those healthy decisions just in your natural day-to-day life. And I think the last one or option number three would be being vulnerable Mm. with that person and kind of letting them know what your goals are depending on what your relationship with that person is. Yeah. I guess the fourth one that you would kind of mention is if you find this becoming a reoccurring issue and it's very hard for you to moderate it, well, where else in your diet can you make changes? Where else in your lifestyle has to be modified that you can actually stick to long term? Cool. All right, guys. So if you found this, this is kind of a little bit of a different topic. This podcast and the one we did last time about the vulnerability of weight loss has been a little bit more on like the emotional mental side of eating more so than like the nutrition science and the facts. So if you guys like these kinds of episodes, we would love to hear your feedback. 
we can, uh, I think the best way to get a hold of us with feedback about podcasts is on Instagram. So just DM us your thoughts if you want more stuff like this. We're at nutrition.awareness on Instagram. And it always means a lot to us if you guys share the podcast, if you just screenshot this episode, post it on your stories and tag us. That really helps us get the word out and helps everybody else who may be struggling with the same issues you are. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.